Set, grandson of Ra, destroyer of Apep, nemesis of Horus, betrayed by the Aeons, and a god. Few antediluvians have had such an active role in their own mythology as Set, who not only guided his brood when he still walked the planet, but also formed the basis of an entire cult around himself before he came to rest. His writings are still taught to those who follow his teachings, and while this worship can appear radically different depending on where and when you find it, the very core of the faith is liberation through sin. Because of Set's own manipulative ways, it is very difficult to know exactly how he came to be embraced, and by whom. It is commonly believed that Zilla gave him the curse, but among some gangrel, the story instead goes that it was Enoya who drained him and put her own blood in his veins. As for the Setites themselves, they cannot quite agree on how it came to be, but one of the more commonly accepted versions is that Set was indeed the first of his generation, cursed by Ra, his grandfather, to live in eternal darkness after he killed Osiris and was cast down from ruling over the gods by Horus, the son of Osiris and Isis. Both Osiris and Horus, it would turn out, were also granted some form of immortality and remained enemies to Set. Osiris is rumored to have received the curse of vampirism and to have formed a cult called the Children of Osiris, who practiced some form of asceticism from blood and the beasts, although whether this is true, and if they actually managed, is unknown. Horus, however, became one of the first mummies, the Reborn, and formed the Shemshuheru, undead champions of Maat, Balance, and sworn enemies to Set and his brood. Set is said to have learned many things during his time in Duat, where many versions of his origin say he was banished. The underworld of the dead was home to Apep, the great serpent that every day threatened to consume the sun. Set is said to have eaten its heart, and in doing so gained its power and wisdom. He learned that Ra, who had created the world, was not unique. That despite being the father of creation, his soul was no different from all other souls he had created, and in turn, these souls could too become creators. Some say that the serpent corrupted Set during this time, that it poisoned his soul and drove him to shun the light of the sun. Others claim that Apip was one form of the Great Wyrm, the primordial enemy of the werewolves, and hence that is why they and the Bustet, werecat shapeshifters, war against his progeny. Despite what happened in Duat, when Set returned he was changed, and he began to amass followers. Twelve disciples with whom he shared his newfound knowledge of the world. Set granted them all an equal share in his power, and together they all became gods. Yet they were found by Ra, who cursed them to fear the sun just as he had done to Set, and to be unable to have children, as Set no longer could, having been castrated by his brother. They turned on Set then, begging Ra for forgiveness, and Set in turn was enraged, swearing that he would bring about the destruction of the Twelve and whatever spawn they would create. These other Twelve, and all other false gods, the followers of Set call Aeons. And while the Twelve's children conspire against their founders, the Mesubedshet, the Children of Revolution, remain ever loyal to Set and his teachings. The followers of Set found their origin and history in Egypt. 
they ruled these lands for many years, and no Cainite who journeyed there did so without paying their respect and obeying the rules of the Setites. In those days, and even now, there were many forces who threatened these vampires. The previously mentioned werewolves and werecats are still ancient enemies of the Setites, for they see the corruption this clan is spreading as a threat on a much larger scale than the mere influence over a single heart and mind. Human mages worked hard to bind the lands of ancient Egypt under laws, order and stasis, antithesis to the freedom, revelry and passion that Set stood for. Yet all mortals die eventually, and while most of them did indeed pass on as the Setites remained, a few were inducted into the Shemsuheru, the mummified undead who would wage eternal war against the followers of Set and agents of chaos. Yet these are so few, so rare, that most Setites believe them to be mere fables, unlike the deadly shapeshifters. The Old Kingdom, as the Setites refer to it, remained a large power until the 7th and 8th dynasties of pharaohs. At this time, local lords called the Nomarchs began to rebel and defy the ruler. A civil war arose that led to a significant amount of bloodshed, and the followers of Set claimed to have stoked these fires for many years, all the while living as Nomarchs themselves, forcing the kind to build vast underground temples for them. As the Middle Kingdom began, the followers of Set were forced to hide, no longer able to act in the open as the monarchy and the priests of Egypt ruled with an iron fist. It was a time of greatness for Egypt, and it expanded greatly both culturally and in domain, yet the Setites could only watch from a distance until the 18th century BCE when Set roused from his slumber to invade Egypt with the Hyksos. With the help of Sutek, the Hyksos would come to rule Lower Egypt for 200 years, forcing tribute from the nobles of Upper Egypt and building great monuments to honor their god. Yet there are scholars who argue what this meant for the Setites, claiming that it was either a time of glory for their clan, or one of persecution, the humans wanting nothing to do with Set's brood. When the new kingdom came about, the followers of Set were once more harried by the followers of the Aeons, and half of the clan gave up their lives to fool their enemies into thinking that they had won. Whatever artifacts and sculptures remained by the Hyksos were destroyed or altered to reflect the dominant faith of the region. The 19th dynasty would mark the very highest point for the clan before the Hellenistic Age brought change to their homelands. Set became worshipped as a patron god of the pharaohs, and the great surge of nationalism and patriotism ran through Egypt. It was, of course, not to last, but for a brief time, even the ancient enemies of the Setais joined together in celebrating their pride in their nation. In 525 BCE, Persia conquered Egypt, and with them came the Banu Hakim. They ruled over Egypt for another 200 years, suppressing the Setites and their teachings. But hope came, however, in the form of a Macedonian prince. A story in the Testament of Seter Penre claims that Alexander was conceived with the aid of the last pharaoh of Egypt, a powerful sorcerer king infusing the unborn child with the essence of Set himself. Whether this is true or not is of course entirely up to speculation, but it cannot be understated the impact he had upon the time he lived in. The Banu Hakim left Persia's king to follow Alexander, seizing their harassment of the Setites, and he is said to have displayed signs of behavior typical to a ghoul, yet claims were made that there was no vampiric influence in his blood. 
Even though he died at 33, he had vastly expanded the world of the Hellenistic Age, and for years to follow, merchants, scholars and satites would travel the same roads his soldiers had made, spreading west, south and east. Although Egypt was technically ruled by the Greek Ptolemaic dynasty, Egypt welcomed them happily, and the country rose greatly in prominence, becoming a center of learning for living and undead alike. The Settites' involvement with Carthage was minimal, at least according to most sources, although some claim to have recovered the buried bodies of hundreds of kindred who fell from that last climatic battle against Rome, hiding them away for their own nefarious purposes. Cleopatra was not a Settite. She was not even a ghoul, nor a mortal servant of the clan. Had she been, Rome may have never taken Egypt, or at least it might have been under different terms. Yet the elder Settites had little love for the Greek family she aired from, and before they could realize their mistake, she was dead, and the golden era of the followers of Set with her. As Egypt became part of the Roman Empire, so too did the followers of Set. The younger ones began to embrace from other parts of the empire, and while the elders disliked it, it was tolerated, as this earned their clan many valuable ins into the high and low society of Rome. The cult of Typhon began during this time, worshipping the monstrous child of Gaia and Tartarus in the form of Bacchus, Mars and Pluto, all aspects of mad revelry and primal emotions. This cult was so successful, in fact, that it would come to name one of the popular paths of ethics that many Setites follow even today. Set awoke one final time in the year 33 CE, believed by many to be the year that Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. In a great rage, he bellowed commandments and prophecies, long rants that were dutifully noted down by any worshippers who could hear him. And many could, as his kin could hear him from India to the British Isles. And when once it was over, he disappeared from his tomb, his sarcophagus shattered from inside, and he has not since been seen or heard of. During the 6th century, the bubonic plague spread from Egypt, and the Roman Empire was plagued by miseries. Earthquakes shook the continent, and during a particularly powerful bout, the ancient Setite stronghold of Tadis was swallowed up by the lagoon of Manzala. Some of the oldest Setites in existence disappeared during that event, and any who have ventured into the Mazala to reclaim them have never returned. As Christianity spread, they quickly grew into the habit of persecuting pagans and heretics. This was a double-edged sword for the Setites. On the one hand, many of their ancient religious enemies were put to the torch. But so were they, if they were found. Even so, if any of Set's disciples could slither their way into a local congregation, they would quickly be able to exert significant control over their new herd. Even so, the clan was severely limited as their seven Eternals, the de facto leaders of the clan, all vampires who have lived for more than 1460 years, began to exclude any foreign Setites, believing that it was this mingling that caused the clan's fall. As West Rome was falling, the disorganized Setites faced the Arabs invading Egypt and claiming its land for themselves. While Egypt was allowed to remain Christian, there was little sympathy for this faith, and so Egypt's political power grew ever smaller as it was cut off from the Byzantine Empire. In Byzantium, meanwhile, the Setite Kaital came to propose a wager to Michael, one of the triumvirates who ruled over the Eastern Roman Empire's capital. 
Kaital was going to test the city's perfection, to see if it was as incorruptible as Michael claimed it to be, and to do this he formed a cult that he named the Children of Judas. Kaital won the wager, but in doing so he twisted Set's teachings, swearing mortals and kindred to an allegiance not with a god, but with a demon. Ultimately, Michael took his own life, through diablerie no less, seeing his vision ruined, while Kaital in turn was destroyed by Setites who balked at the corruption of their sacred teaching. But of that, we will learn more next time. Our work has pleased the antediluvian snow who has risen to oversee it. Long may he reign this dark god. The Methuselah Aubrey Ayers, whose wisdom transcends the boundaries of our understanding, and her satanic majesty Danny, reborn through fire and ice, are likewise worthy of our devotion. We are truly blessed to serve such illustrious masters. The Council would also especially thank these primogen for their contribution to its work. Maximilian S. Hardcastle, 06, Stonewolf 18, Jokerman, Cal Constantine, and Bambi Parsons. Your wisdom, experience, and good judgment shall be the torchlight by which we conduct our affairs. Our elders Edward Reed, Dante the Canine, What's That Smells His Blood, Remy Van Roy, and Gaslight88 shall receive our gratitude for their support and wise counsel. And we would also wish to send our thanks to the Ancile, Colin Gifford, Harry Wyckoff, Envy Han, and Adam Daw for their support. Likewise, our stalwart neonates shall, as always, receive our appreciation for their services. And thank you for watching. Now be careful out there, for Gehenna may soon be upon us.